Thanks for joining us today for Our Joy Project, a podcast created by Bayes Communications. I'm Kelly Young, your host. Our Joy Project is a personal passion project of mine. I'm making it part of my mission to find and share joy. I'll talk to my guests about joy, how they define it, their last experience with it, and how they share it with others. This podcast isn't about my joy, though. It's really about our joy. During times when things around us feel so dark and there's a lot of negative energy around us, I believe we can still spark joy. This is Our Joy Project. Thanks for listening. Howie Politics and State Affairs Pro offer insider election coverage, polling, and analysis in Indiana. Our nonpartisan news and legislative tools create a winning combination pro subscribers can't live without. For all the resources you need this election season and beyond, visit pro.stateaffairs.com slash in. That's pro.stateaffairs.com slash in. Hi, friends. I'm Kelly Young. And as you know, I am on the search to find joy and share joy. And I'm so excited about this new conversation with this new friend of mine who we could have chatted up the whole time just getting to know each other. But we have a mutual friend, uh, Marty Posh, who put us in contact with each other. And uh, Marty said, I can't believe I didn't think of it this sooner, but Jen Kramer is all about joy and will give you so much joy getting to know her. So I'm thrilled to welcome Jen. Jen Kramer, who is in Chicago as we're talking today, and I'll let her introduce herself to us. Hi, everybody, and thank you, Kelly, so much, and to Marty uh, for having me today. You know, you said joy, and I was like, where do I sign up? So, uh, yeah, coming um, coming from Chicago today, it's sunny, it's wintry, but it's a beautiful day, and I'm just thrilled to be here to be part of this conversation. I'm the Director of Operations for the Wonder Museum and for Chicago Ideas here in Chicago. I have a, an extensive special events background, but um, uh, right now uh, that's what I'm up to. And I'm um, so excited to be here to talk joy. Well, tell us what the Wonder Museum and the idea, tell us a little bit about that before we move on because some of people course. might not be familiar with it. Yeah, of course. So the Wonder Museum is this uh, phenomenal um, once in a lifetime sort of place. It's really the crossroads of art and technology. And it started as a pop-up in 2017, was not intended to have a long life and became so popular uh, that it's now a permanent place in Chicago in the West Loop. And the Wonder Museum is obviously closed right now due to all things COVID, but we're hoping to open right after the first of the year with a brand new museum. We've changed all of our installations. Uh, you know, we have to stay away from people touching things. So we've had to rethink and reinvent a lot of that and uh, give people a very immersive experience. Uh, we have some really special impactful things that people haven't seen yet. And uh, the other part of my job is uh, working with the Chicago Ideas Group. Um, you may, those of you who have, have may have heard of it, it started as Chicago Ideas Week. Uh, many, many years ago, this is our 10th year. And now Chicago Ideas runs year round, um, really a, a community of curiosity, um, lots of conversations, many uh, are, they're all free right now virtually, but many are very, very affordable to all uh, people around the world and especially in Chicago to inspire, to educate, to, um, you know, really in, inspire creativity and thoughtfulness. So check cool. both of them out on the web. Yeah. All right. So where can we find both of those? Yeah, chicagoideas.com. 
Okay. And Wonder Museum, which is spelled W-N-D-R museum.com. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Thanks. I'm excited um, to introduce those to, to listeners. I'm a fan of Chicago, even though I'm down in India, I like to get up to Chicago. Haven't because of the pandemic, but we'll be back. And I definitely good. check yeah. out the new. And now I know you in Chicago, so I'm excited to, we'll have to have drinks or something. Yeah, so, you can stay on my oh, couch. You come with us. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so Marty put us in touch first. Before I ask my three questions, Marty put us in touch because you had a project in 2018, the year of love, right? Can you talk about that real quick before we talk about joy? Sure. So on New Year's Eve of 2017, I sat on my couch watching um, the newest iteration of the Dick Clark New Year's Eve special, because that's what you do, or at least I do. And uh, I thought, you know, what am I going to do for 2018? I've never been a big New Year's resolution gal. Um, I've never done anything every day for an entire year except brush my teeth. And so I thought, yeah, I thought, what can I do that would be impactful? You know, I, I didn't have a lot of time. It was hours before New Year's Day. And I thought, you know, I'm going to really take a look at um, social media, you know, it had gotten so divisive and political and people were arguing and, you know, it had lost its sort of panache for me. So I thought, well, I'm going to do something on social media. And then I thought, well, I'm going to make it about other people. And then I thought, well, what does that look like? So on New Year's Eve, I sat on my couch with a pad of paper and came up with the year of love, didn't even give it any thought. And my goal was to highlight somebody every day of the year of 2018 that I knew, um, that I thought other people needed to know, that I wanted to publicly acknowledge for who they are. My aunt was having some pretty significant surgery on January 2nd, so she sort of kicked it off. And uh, the year of love blossomed into this unbelievable phenomenon that uh, very quickly changed not only my life, but a lot of other people's lives. And um, you know, we have, there's a, a website and I've done lots of national news about it and all sorts of things. But really what you, you need to know is that anyone can do it. Um, it impacted my life and more importantly, it impacted others' lives and other people have taken it on for themselves. Um, you know, I met lots of incredible people after 18 years of going to the same dry cleaner. Uh, you know, I finally had a conversation with them. And that day I talked about my dry cleaner on my social That's media. Awesome. So if, um, you know, you take a look at Jen Kramer on Facebook or Year of Love on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you can kind of get a sense, but it was a, a free, <laughs> impactful and, um, you know, really just something that I thought of in a moment that really made a difference for myself and for others. I love it. You can also Google that and find all kinds of stories and news articles too. So it was uh, great. I actually saw that Marty and I talked about it a little bit and then you and I corresponded and then I did a search and found a whole lot of uh, articles about it as well too. And then I was like, oh, can I steal that idea? Not steal, but borrow the idea. Yes. And maybe I turned it into a year of joy or the same, same concept, but I love it so much. So I wanted to make sure that we touched on it and what perfect timing too, because people might be thinking about new year's resolutions and why not do, you know, a year of love or a year of joy or a year of gratitude or a year of sending us, you know, a dollar every day. No, just <laughs> right. Well, in 365 days is no joke. That's a lot of time. People said to me, how do you know 365 people? Everybody knows 365 people. And if you, the beauty is if you don't know that many people, you go out and find people that you don't know. 
Yeah. yeah Marty that, said it was very well thought out. And he said it, it, that you put a lot of, you know, energy and thought it was very thoughtful. Now, as far as like the time commitment, maybe it was, it didn't seem as much for you, or maybe there were times that it did, but yeah, it, that's pretty amazing. So congratulations on that. And I, I did want to just mention that because maybe just maybe we can encourage people to consider that for 2021. I hope so. I know me too. You heard it here. Um, all right, so let's get into the questions about joy. So this is just three questions. There's no right or wrong answer. Uh, this first one is Jen Kramer. How do you define joy? So in full disclosure, you mentioned these questions to me in advance, but I purposefully did not, uh, you know, I read them obviously, but I purposely did not um, answer them for myself at that moment because I thought, I'm going to wait till our conversation and I'm going to see sort of where I am on that day. Today's Tuesday okay. um, about joy. So the question is, where do I find joy? How do you define? How do I, how do I define joy? Yeah. Um, and I guess I would speak to uh, uh, that which, and I'm not going to reference the year of love um, more than I am right now, that for me, uh, defining joy means finding it in other people. So I know I can count on myself to be relatively joyful or aiming to be joyful or trying to be joyful or keeping joy at the forefront. I know I can count on myself for that, but how I define joy is, is uh, joy for me is when I can create joy for other people. I don't mean giving them something or necessarily doing something for them, but if it's in conversation or uh, it's in relationship, when I can source joy or be a spark of joy for another, um, that's really, I feel what, where joy lives for me is in the creation of it for another. That's awesome. And I love that idea of sourcing joy, sourcing joy for others as well, too. So my second question is where and when was the last time you experienced joy and what was that like for you? So um, not unlike everyone else, 2020 has been a year uh, for the record books, you know, for some loss of jobs, for some um, illness, you know, whatever people's burdens are or whatever their enlightenments have been in 2020. Um, you know, I had, I've had a particularly awful year. I lost uh, my very best friend in August, very unexpectedly to a sudden illness. And her son, who is my godchild, is um, a freshman in college. And we've just moved him back to Chicago because uh, online learning and, you know, homesick and grief and all of the things that he's experiencing. So he's back in Chicago and he um, is going to study remotely. And I, I share all of that with you because in the um, midst of a lot of sadness for, the, for, for both of us and a shared sadness, um, we've gotten him a little apartment and I literally just moved him in this morning. Oh, wow. And as we were unpacking some groceries and getting his new comforter laid out, you know, I really looked at him and I could tell how peaceful he felt you know, how really maybe for the first time since his mom died in August, how he was really feeling safe and comfortable. And that made me feel very joyful. I was also, you know, the sun is shining here in Chicago today. And I was washing, you know, he has a little balcony and I was washing the windows of his balcony and thinking, 
not only how excited I was for this sort of fresh start for him, but how his mom would be feeling if she knew what, really what kind of avenue he was taking now. And so I would say that's not a very traditional way to feel joyful, but it really felt joyful to me today. You know, uh, we've had a lot of sad moments together. And this one, I don't know, today just really felt like things um, were maybe turning a little bit of a corner for him and, and certainly for me. Maybe that um, sunshine is brought to him and to you by his mom. Oh, well, thanks. Um, today, yeah. it's a beautiful story and a maybe a beautiful tribute to your friend as well, too. So, um, and I have heard somebody say too, you have to open yourself up to to experience joy. You have to have pain to also understand and experience joy as well, too. Absolutely and that's right. me. Um, yeah, and and um, you know, I feel like I'm always on the lookout for an opportunity to be joyful. You know, I'm not somebody who is happy all the time and I am crabby, I, you know, I get mad, you know, all those things. And there's, there's something to be said for all of that. But I do constitute myself as somebody who's always on the lookout for an opportunity to be joyful. Because there is, even in the darkest of moments, even in the darkest of years that 2020 has been for many people, there's an opportunity to be joyful somewhere in there, somewhere. Might be deep, might be really, you really have to dig down, but there is something to be joyful about. What, whatever that is, um, could be very individual, but I, I, I believe that there's always joy available. I believe that, I believe that as well too. And for the record, Marty didn't mention anything about you being crabby or mad or mean. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be mad around certain people. Maybe um, you should ask my boyfriend, Matt, how often <laughs> That's too fun. No. That'll be a whole nother podcast conversation. No, I'm, you know, we, you, you wouldn't be a human being if you didn't get irritated or crabby or, you know, but I notice when I am and that's not who I want to be out in the world. You know, yeah. I don't like being crabby. As a matter of fact, it feels terrible. Yes. And I'd really rather feel joyful or content or peaceful or happy or generative or anything besides crabby, but yeah. it happens. It happens and yep. then we accept it, move on, and then hopefully find that joy. So my third question for you is really around this idea of sharing joy. And um, how do you how do you share joy? How can we share joy as, as a community? And what have you learned? You know, I think um, one of the things that I've often said to some of my friends or even to acquaintances is that's when somebody... Um, really shows you who they are, right? When somebody allows themselves, and I don't love the word vulnerable, but when somebody's really being their true self with one another, like I can instantly tell, we just literally met each other 15 minutes ago. But when somebody is who they are, really truly in the moment, um, that allows me to be who I really am, mm. right? So when, when you're being human, or whether that's crabby or fussy or happy or whatever, then I don't have to be somebody I'm not. And I can be all of those things too. So I, I really find that in sharing joy, leading by example, and I don't walk around like, you know, I'm some expert on joy because I'm certainly not. But I do know that when I'm joyful, people around me are joyful too. And I don't know about you. I, what I do know is that we really prefer to be around 
people who are feeling joyful versus <laughs> people who are not. And so how does that happen? You know, it's a little bit of the law of attraction, right? It's if I'm joyful, I can count on you hopefully being joyful or maybe at least entertaining the idea, but that in sharing my joy, um, you know, kind of goes back to the first question, it, you know, sharing my joy allows you to share your joy, whether that's with me or with anyone else. So I don't want to get too heady about it, but I think it's continuing to be a source of joy, finding a way to be uh, a resource for others and being joyful. And, you know, it's pretty simple. It's not like I have some magic idea or I have some um, sense of self that's any different from others. I mean, I really don't. And, you know, even when I don't feel like being joyful, I am because I know it's kind of the keys to the kingdom, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and it's contagious. Yeah, it is contagious. Right. Yeah. And it inspires others to then be joyful who guess what? They go out and inspire others to be joyful. And, yes. uh, you know, the stone in the pond ripples out and we can only hope that, you know, we'll never know whose lives we touch, but I'd like to think that walking around being a joyful person has got to benefit someone else, uh, as much as it does myself. Yeah. I love that. So uh, those are my three questions, but I'm going to add, throw in a fourth one. What's your resolution for 2021? I know. Right. Or, and I would assume like everybody would ask that question. Like, are you going to do another year of, you know, another year of love or was that a one-time thing or what's 2021? I'm totally committed to doing something. What that is, I better hurry up. Right. Uh, but I am committed to something. Um, along those lines of a daily practice, really only because it was so awesome to say that I could get through 365 days. And I learned so much about myself and other people at the same time were like, I'm going to take that on. And people did with it what they did. Some people did it once a week. Some people changed the name, but it's just sort of that daily practice of stopping for a moment, appreciating what I have and who I'm in relationship with. And so how that's gonna look, you'll be the first to know, cause I don't know yet. Oh, I can't wait, I can't yeah. wait. Well, Jen, thank you so much for spending time with us today and for sharing your joy and for talking about the um, 365 days of love. I just love it all and love Chicago. So I look forward to getting up there and, and, and experiencing what Chicago has as well too, so. And, and again, where can people find you? Like, so, so they can follow you for next year as well. Yeah, so I'm Jay Kramerica on Instagram or Year of Love is on Facebook and Instagram. Um, like you said, Googling Year of Love, um, there's a couple ways to find me there. Um, and I'm just so grateful to have been on here today. What a wonderful way to spend a Tuesday afternoon. Um, and I look forward to us connecting again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Kelly. Thank you for listening to Our Joy Podcast, brought to you by Bayes Communications. If you want to share your joy with us, or if you want to learn more about the work we do at Bayes, send me an email at kelly at bayescommunications.com. That's Kelly with a Y and Bayes, B-A-I-S-E, communications with an S at the end. You can also follow us on Facebook at Our Joy Project. Until next time, choose joy and be kind to one another.